Okay, we're up to the uh, Tessamid Bays. We're seven lines from the bottom. Tan Rabbanon. Tell him to, tell him to keep it down. Tan uh, Rabbanon is a Braisa. The Braisa describes the differences between the, the Avas Nazikin. So Tan Rabbanon. Choymer Bishar Mibabar. In some ways, a Shar is more severe in, in punishment and in halacha than a bar. But in some ways, a bar is more chomer than a shar. How so? We'll just run through these. A shar has stringencies that a bar does not. What are the stringencies that a shar has that a bar does not? That if a shar, if a per, if a shar gores a person and kills him, there's a penalty that you have to pay called a kaifer. That's a penalty based on the person's value. That does not apply to a bar. If a person dies in a bar, there is no kaifer. And if a shar, instead of killing a person where you pay a kaifer, the shar kills an evik you pay what's called shloishim shalavit. It's a 30 shekel penalty, which again does not apply to a bar. Nigmar dinai, if a shar kills someone and then is found guilty in court, we know the halach is it's aser bahana. So aser bahana, which you do not obviously have by a bar. A bar is not aser bahana, it's never found guilty in court. And a shar goes to attack. A bar is stationary, and it's not dark. Those are all stringencies that a shar has that a bar does not have. But what does a bar have that a shar does not have? What is stringency about a pit that does not apply to an ox? A bar, from the moment it's created, its intention is to, it's a damage from the beginning. It never has a time of like peace. A shar as a little baby, so it's not it's not aggressive. It only gets uh, it only gets uh, mazik as it gets older. But a shar bar was created It was created in the beginning to be mazik. And we know that a bar, we know there's a special heter by a shar, by a karen of a shar, that a karen of a shar, the first three times you only pay half a nezek, and then after the fourth time do you pay nezek shalim, that does not apply to a bar. Bar, from the moment a bar is created, any damage, you pay full price. It's a muad mitchilasai, masha'in ke bashar, which does not apply to a shar. Okay, that's the first part of the b'raisa. Second part of the b'raisa, bashar now we're going to compare a shar to Aish and vice versa. A shar has stringencies that Aish does not, and they're very similar to what we had before. First of all, a shar pays kaifer if it kills a person. It's pays shloishim shalavit, 30 shekels for killing a Canaanite slave, which does not apply to fire. And again, once it's found guilty, it's asabano. You can't benefit from the carcass of a shar. Now, this is the one thing, or another stringency, and this is why we bring it up. As we said yesterday, that was the end of yesterday's daf. If you give a shar, and then it does damage, you're chayiv, because you're negligent. As opposed to fire, as we said yesterday, according to Machlaikas, Rav Yechon Rishlakish, what type of fire? A bekitzer, by a fire, there is a hetter that if you give it to a katan, you are not chayiv. That's the stringencies of Shar over Eish. Mashing of Eish. Nachoyim of Eish and Vashar. What's the what is stringencies that Eish has over Shar? Sha'esh muadis mitchilasai mashain kin bashar. The stringency that Eish has is that it's a muad from the beginning, as opposed to a shar where you pay half price for the first three times by Karen. The Gemara continues. Now we compare an Eish to Bar and vice versa. In some ways, a pit is more stringent than fire. How so? Right? The moment its inception, the moment it was created, it's uh, it's it's 
made and it's prone to do damage, which is interesting that it's saying as opposed to fire. I guess fire in the beginning is uh, it's uh, not out of control. I guess in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I guess fire in the beginning, right? Fire. It's not the it's not the creation that does it. It's the pointing in the direction. But as opposed to a pit, from its inception, it has no purpose other than doing damage. No one a pit in Main Street. That's that's all it does. If you give over a pit to guard to a cheshay to vikatan, you're chayiv because you're negligent. It's as opposed to a fire, as we said yesterday. It's potter. But what is an how is an esh more stringent than a bar? First of all, fire travels to damage as opposed to a bar, which is stationary. And this next line is interesting. Put this in your back mind of what this next line is. Muedes laechol, you're chayiv by esh, whether it consumes davar haroyloi. Something that it's meant to consume, you're chayiv by ish whether it consumes something it's meant to consume, which is firewood, or something it's not meant to consume. Now, what that means, put a question mark, we'll figure out what that means. A bar, whatever that is, that a ish is chayiv, you're exempt by a bar. So there's something that a bar is potter that an ish is chayiv. We don't really know what this means yet, and the Gemara will elaborate. Okay, so here's the question. The question is, and this we're going to deal with until the two dots. There are some things that are missing from this. And then you always have the question of, is it intentionally missing? Is it ton of a shire? Maybe the brysa was just not comprehensive. And then, well, if it's not comprehensive, what else is it missing? you got to go through that, that game. So, Velisni, I have something else you could add in the category of shar being more severe than a bar. Which we had a shar. If a shar gore is kalim, it's chayiv. Masha'in came babar as opposed to a bar. Now, what this is referring to is this is later on in the Masechta. It's a machloikas tanoim. If an ox falls into a bar and it hurts himself and it has on its back, it also had a bottle of wine. It's a machloikas tanoim, whether you're chayiv just for the ox or also for the bottle of wine, for the kalim. There are some opinions that hold you are exempt from the kalim. So now, it's based on sukkim. Now, if you hold that you're exempt from the kalim, so think about it, you're chayiv by a shar if it gores. If it gores and breaks a bottle of wine, you're chayiv, not a bar. So that's a stringency. So why is it omitted? So the Gemara says, I'll tell you why it's omitted. Because our b'raisa hamani rav Yehuda, our b'raisa falls rav Yehuda. I mentioned before, it's a machleikas tanoim, whether you're chayiv. If an animal falls into a pit and has kalim and it breaks the kalim, are you also chayiv for the kalim or just for the shar? So it's a machleikas tanoim. This b'raisa falls rav Yehuda, the mechayiv on this kalim b'bar. This b'raisa falls rav Yehuda, that you're chayiv on kalim. Therefore, it's not omitted because you're chayiv both by shar and by bar. So that means that this brysa is saying that if an animal falls into a pit with kalim on its back, it's a machleikas tanayim with yechayiv in the kalim, our brysa follows Rav Yehuda that you're chayiv, chayiv by a bar. And that's why it's not omitted. Now here's the problem. Go back to that line that was the cryptic line. There was a line that said that if fire consumes, it's chayiv whether it consumes davar haroyeloi, which is firewood, or davar she'en royeloi. Now what is that question mark? Probably Caleb. A bottle of wine, it's not normal. It's not meant for a fire to consume. And you're chayiv. Masha'en kein bar. Bar your potter. So you're telling me that the reason why that this b'risa follows Rav Yehuda, that if a keli falls into a bar with an ox, that, that you're chayiv on the kalim, but isn't that question mark word, isn't it kalim? And you're chayiv by esh, but potter by bar. So there's a contradiction within the b'risa. Am I chayiv? by Kalim, by a bar. You're saying yes, and that's why it didn't omit that distinction between shar and bar, but isn't that line between bar and ash 
isn't that referring to Kalim? That Esh is Chayiv, Bar is Potter. So is Bar Chayiv and Kalim or Potter from Kalim? It's a contradiction. So the Gemara says, I Rav Yehuda, if you're telling me that our Brisa falls Rav Yehuda, that you're Chayiv on Kalim that fell in a bar, Ema Seifa, then how do you expand the end of the Brisa? What do the end of the Brisa say? In some aspects, a fire is more stringent than a bar. How is a fire more stringent? And Esh travels, and now this is the main key. Whether it's Dover Haroyeloi, whether it's something that's meant for fire, Dover She'en Roya, or whether it's not meant for fire, Chayev by both, across the board by fire, Masha'en came by bar. By a bar, you're potter on the second category. Now, what is this referring to? What is the item that's fit for a fire? That's Eitzim, that's firewood. What's Dabashain Royaloi? What does it mean? Something that's not meant for fire. My new Kalim, that's referring to Kalim, right? So Kalim is Chayev by Esh, Masha'en Kim Babar. Dabashain Royal Mind of Kalim, Masha'en Kim Babar. So he's saying that by a bar is potter by Kalim. So it's a contradiction in the Brisa. Are you Chayav on Kalim for a bar or not? So the Gemara answers, You know what? Our Brisa follows the Rabbanon that you're potter from Kalim in a bar. Oh, so if it's potter from Kalim, that expands the end of the Brisa. But now we have the original problem, which is why did you not mention that distinction? That Chaimer Bashar Mibabar, because a Shar is Chayiv and Kalim and Bar is Potter. If you're going with the opinion that you're Potter by Bar, then why is that not listed as the distinction between Chaimer Bashar Mibabar? The answer is Ton of Ashire. You're right, it could have been listed. Meaning, you found a very clever line that is omitted from the Brysa, and the answer is it was an accident. Ton of Ashire. Our Brysa was not comprehensive. Now, the rule throughout Chas, we've had many, many times, is that if you have a Brysa, and then you say, why is this not listed? And then you say, well, the Brysa just didn't omit it. It wasn't a comprehensive brisa. You got to bring me something else that was also omitted because it's too convenient for you to just say that the one thing that you're the one thing that's like a shaila it omitted. Prove to me that it omitted B, and then I could understand why it also omitted omitted A. But if the only thing it omitted is this, that's a little too convenient. So right now you're saying that it follows the rabbanon that you're potter from Caleb. So why is it not listed? Ton of Ashire. So Mashire the Hashire. What else did the brisa omit to show that it's not a comprehensive brisa? So the Gemara says Shire Tomen. You know what it omitted? It omitted Tomen. Tomen means that if you make a fire and you burn down the field, you're high for the field. Let's say inside the field, in the hay, you hid a tractor. For whatever reason, because it was concealed, your putter on the kalim that are concealed in a fire. We'll, we'll deal with it later. It's based on sukkim. That's omitted. That's not listed. So that's that's omitted. So it's not schwer to say that it also omitted kalim being putter by a bar. Okay. So the Gemara says another answer to answer the contradiction. Really go with the original shot, which is our brisa follows Rav Yehuda. That you're chayiv by kalim, by a bar. So wait a minute. It said by a fire, you're chayiv, bein davar haroyeloi, bein davar she'en royeloi, ma she'en came by bar. Royeloi is firewood. What's ain royeloi? We put, we inserted in that question mark, we inserted kalim. The problem is that would mean that you're exempt from kalim on a bar. Now you're telling me that the b'raisa follows Rav Yehuda, that it's chayiv in kalim by a bar. So what is that question mark that's omitted? It can't be kalim anymore. So what is it? Iba yisem loyelim Rav Yehuda, davar she'en royeloi, lada asuyu kalim. It's not kalim. We had this a few days ago, that if, um, if let's say, a fire, like, scorches the stones, so it doesn't ruin it, but it's, it damages the external layer of the brick, you're chayiv to pay for it. 
that's something. That's Davar HaRoyeloi, Davar She'en Royeloi. Davar HaRoyeloi is firewood. Davar She'en Royeloi is like the bricks on the outside of a building that you're chayev by Eish, but you're not chayev by a pit because a pit can't do that to brick. If bricks fall into a pit, it's not going to be scorched on the outside. It's not something that applies physically to a bar. That's what it's referring to. So really a bar is chayev by Kalim. Davar HaRoyeloi by firewood is firewood. Davar She'en Royeloi is not Kalim. It's it's licking the outside of a building that you're chayiv by ish, but you're potter from a bar because it's not shayach and is such a thing. Okay. Now, so we have two different approaches to understand this b'raisa. The first approach is that it follows Rabbanon and it's ton of a shire, and because it, it's shire something else, so shire that. Or you follow Rav Yehuda and it's not shire anything. It's actually a very comprehensive b'raisa. Maskelor Ravashi, I have another thing that's omitted. Listni chaymer b'shar mibabar. Why don't you list this? That a shar is more severe than a bar. Shashar chayev by shar b'psule hagmukdashim. Mashein kin babar. The halacha is, let's say you have a car, a, 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 an animal that was puzzled for a carbon, right? So there are certain uh, halachas that apply to it. Even meaning you're allowed to eat it, but it has certain uh, restring, certain stringencies that are required. One of the one of the um, one of the chumras, if you have a puzzle carbon, you're allowed to eat it, but the carcass you're not allowed to feed to a dog. It's one of the halachas. You're not allowed to do this. What happens if a puzzle carbon gets gored by my ox? So you have a carbon that was puzzle. You can't bring it as a carbon anymore. So it's in your backyard. You're going to eat it later for dinner. My ox gores it. I have to pay, right? I have to pay. Why not? It's your, your property. But let's say it falls into a pit and dies. I'm potter. Why? Due to a technicality, because the Pasuk says by a pit that if an animal dies in a pit, you could take the carcass and give it to a dog. So the carcass could be used for anything, even to give it to a dog. Now that, meaning that's the Torah's way of saying, I'm excluding this category. So it's due to a technicality. If you have a puzzle carbon that's gored, you have to pay. But if it falls into a pit, you're pata, because the puzzle is never referring to that. So why is that not listed? That's pretty good. So the Gemara says, I So, Now, if you go with the first approach to explain the Braisa, which is the Rabbanon, of the previous discussion. And according to the Rabbanon, we concluded that the Braisa is ton of a shire. It's not comprehensive. So... Then it also omitted this psule mikdashim. But according to Rav Yehuda, we said that it's a comprehensive brisa. It's missing this. So the answer is whether you understand the brisa like the Rabbanon or Rav Yehuda, it's ton of a shire. It's ton of a shire. So therefore, even if you follow Rav Yehuda, it's shire. This I. What else is it shire? What else is it missing to prove that it's not comprehensive? So shire dosh beniroi. It's shire. The following case. Let's say you plowed your field. So you have it all ready to plant. It's all good to go. And then my ox just goes and like plows it a second time, meaning it runs all over, it stomps on it. On purpose, it stomps on it. So now I, I, have, to, I, have, to, I have to pay farmers again to redo it. It's basically undid all my work. So the halacha is you have to pay. Now that applies to a shar. That doesn't apply to a bar. Now the reason why it doesn't apply to a bar is because it's not shayach and but okay, but that's, that's omitted. So the Gemara says, Shire Dosh Beniroi. So that's that's omitted. Okay, fine. So it's ton of a shire. So the Gemara says, no. Imishem Dosh Benir Lavshir. That's not a good example of ton of a shire. Why? Because when it listed the differences between shar and bar, it said a shar travels to attack, as opposed to a bar, which is stationary. That's what that meant. Like what it meant is it covered things that a bar that a shar can travel and attack but that are impossible by a bar just due to a f- physics. And therefore, 
That's what it meant when it said that a shar attacks as opposed to a bar. It means a shar can now ruin a field, but a bar cannot because a bar can't move, and therefore the field can't travel into it. That's what it meant, so therefore that's not ton of a shire. So that really is not a good approach. Okay. Weiter in the Gemara. Now, what we're going to do until basically the end of the daf, almost the end of the daf, is the following thing. We said in the Mishnah as follows, that if I'm partially Peshaya, I'm Chayv 100%. So I'm partially Peshaya, I'm Chayv 100%. What does it mean, I'm partially Peshaya? If you're Peshaya, you're Peshaya. If you're not Peshaya, you're not Peshaya. What does it mean, like, I'm partially? Like I, I did, like, the last straw on the camel's back, I'm Chayv. What, what's the case? Most cases... If you leave the door open and your ox gets out, that's not partial pshia. That's chayv full pshia. What's the case of partial pshia? That's what we're going to be dealing with until the end of the uh, almost the end of the daf. Taner abanan hechsharti mixas nizkay. If I caused partial damage because I was partially pshia, chayavti b'tashlum nizkay v'kashir kol nizkay. I'm chayv full. So keitzar. What's an example of I did a little bit, but I'm chayv all of it. So the case is as follows: hachayfer bar tisha. So you you dig a pit that's nine tefachim. If you remember from a couple dafim ago, I don't remember which one. My zikr is not good this week. I'm a little off this week. I'm usually pretty solid, but, uh, but I don't know what dafim is. Nine or ten tefachim, whatever. Oh, it's probably obvious in zikr. It's probably like daf gimel or something like that. But the point is, the Gemara was describing uh, that you have nine. Ten tefachim is the smallest amount that an animal could die in. Nine is you can only do damage. You can't die. So you have a pit that you dug that was nine. So uh, it, it was it's not capable of killing anyone uh, or killing any animal. I then just dig one tefach. So I didn't dig an entirely new pit. I was partially pache. I was partially at fault. But then an animal falls and dies. I'm 100% at fault. That's an example where I did a partial act. I didn't dig 10 tefachim. I just dig one tefach. But what that one tefach was the last straw that on the camel's back. So I'm 100% chayv. Now, it is a little bit of interesting because it's like what he did. Okay, whatever. It's I, I, I see it. It's a my action on its own would not be enough to cause an animal to die, but his action also would not be enough. But I'm responsible because what I did is the final straw. But the guy who did the first thing to fucking is not. Not at all if the animal dies. Now, if the animal gets hurt, then the Gemara is going to say it's a, it could be we're both chayev because at the end of the day, he could have gotten hurt in seven, eight, or nine. So what I did is just. I'm not fully responsible, but for the death, I'm fully responsible even though I was only partially, uh, I only did a partial act, basically, a partial pshia. So the Gemara says, okay, now this concept that if the animal falls in a tefach that's ten tefachim deep, that I'm chayiv, the last one's chayiv, not both, just the second one, deloike rebi, that's actually not like rebi, detanya, bartisha, if you dig a pit of nine tefachim, and then the second person just digs one tefach and makes it ten, achrin chayiv, the last one's chayiv, and that's what we just got finished saying. Rebbe says, no, it depends. Rebbe actually amends it, and he says it depends what happened in the pit. You see, the first opinion holds whether the, an animal died in the pit, whether an animal got hurt in the pit, the second one's chayiv, because the second one made it a bar. But Rebbe says that's actually not true. Rebbe says like this, achar, achar in the misa. If, the se- if the animal died, you're right, the second person is responsible because he made the pit killable. Achar but if the animal just got hurt, they're both responsible because it could have got hurt in a four tefach ditch. So the first opinion is always holds the second one's chayev because he made it a bar. 
the Rebbe is, I think, actually very, uh, you know, it's very easy to understand, is that it, it depends what happened. If the animal died, then I get it. But if the animal just got hurt, then I actually think they're both responsible. So our Mishnah, which says that the second one is Chayiv, is not like Rebbe. So, or you could say very simply, our Mishnah is like Rebbe, and we're talking about a case where the person, animal died as opposed to the animal got hurt. And that's the Gemara says, Rav Papa, Papa says our Mishnah could work with Rebbe, just the case of our Mishnah is not the animal got hurt, the animal died. Okay, fine. Ikadamri, some have a different version, Lema to like Rebbe. Do you want to say that our mission is not like Rebbe? The answer is no, it, it could work with Rebbe in the case of the animal dot. Now, basically, that is the only case that we're offering where a person did a partial act, but he's 100% responsible. It's where the first person did nine, second person did nine. That's the only one we're, we're offering. And we're now going to go through other options and try to figure out why was that not offered. So the Gemara says, Maskevlar of Zeira of Suleka. What about the following? Why? Why? What about the following one? Let's say I have a very aggressive ox. So I give five people the ox to guard. All five of you have to guard it, and so all of you like are supposed to tie it up. Whatever. One person forgets. The animal breaks through, cause damage. So that's a partial act because only one of the person was negligent but he's 100% chayv why is that not listed so the Gemara says so why is that not listed so the answer is very simple that's not a partial act you see the case of the pit one person did a little bit he was mashlim what the first person did on its own the second person's actions on its own is not enough but it's the last straw that broke the camel's back this case of the five people the reason why if you need all five people to lock it up at night and one person doesn't, he's 100% at fault. What he did something that on its own, the animal would damage. You see, the case of the pit, the second guy on its own, by digging one tefach, is not on its own enough. But coupled with the first person, it is. If I have five people and I need all five people to lock up the gate at night and one person doesn't, he's 100% chayv because he basically left the door open. Because the animal needs all five to be locked, and by him leaving one door open, he basically left the entire. He's not a partial. That's not an example of a partial act. That's a hundred percent of a pshia. You understand the difference? It's a subtle difference, but that's the difference. The Gemara says, "Hey, chidami." The reason why it's not listed is because I'll tell you why. If all five people need to lock up at night, and if one person doesn't, it's mamish like nothing to this ox. Then it's pshita. That's not an example. That's a hundred percent pshia. And the you covered. Ella Balav Yunami Mintar my covet. And if I need all five people to guard, then how did it break loose by just one? The answer is Vaistachis, that if one person not locking up, the animal can break loose. And Vaistachis, that's like leaving the door wide open. That's not a good example. That's a hundred percent Shia. That's not coupled with the other person's actions. It's a hundred percent Shia on its own. That's why it's not listed. Let's keep going another one. Maskar of Sheshis. What about the following? What if I have a fire that's raging? Right, you started a fire and it's burning down buildings. I take firewood and I throw it on. I should be chayev because I, uh, you know, my action, you know, was a partial. I didn't make the fire, but my action caused it to damage. The answer is why is the same problem? Why is this not listed? I'll tell you why. If the fire, let's say the fire, okay, you made a fire. I added firewood and then it burned down two buildings. I should be chayev for those two buildings. It was wait a minute. Would the fire have gone without me? Then I did nothing. If the fire would not have gone without me, I'm 100% at fault. So it's not a good example. Again, it's not an example. I'm 100% at fault. So the Gemara says, Hey, Chidami, go to the next page. If without me the fire would not travel, then I'm 100% at fault. Then his actions are irrelevant to mine. Or because he did a spark, that's nothing. The point is, he did not do anything that would cause the Hezek. It's 100% me. 
And if the fire would travel without me, then my ka'ovin, then what I do wrong? That's not a good example of the second person being partially peshe about 100% at full because it's not partial. It's either all or nothing. So let's keep going. Maskar of Papa, I have another one. Now, what's interesting about this one from Rav Papa is the other Rabbanim, Rav Sheshis and Rav Zera, were offering their own ideas. Rav Papa is now going to also offer an idea, which we're also going to reject for the same reason, right? For the same reasons. But Rav Papa is going to quote a Brisa. So you could reject a Brisa, and you could say that's why the Misha doesn't like a Brisa, because Brisa's were like the flawed, not as, not as perfected versions. But you have to explain the Brisa. So you can't just reject it because it's a Brisa. Mask the Rav Papa, Tanya. I found the Brisa that gave a case. So why is this not listed in the Mishnah? Chamisha Sheyoshval Sasalech. You have five people that sat on a bench. Veloy Shavrua. And it did not break because of their weight. And then a sixth person comes and sit, breaks the, breaks the bench. That sixth person is Chayev for breaking it because his combined weight broke it. I'm assuming if Papa's talking about himself. Papa, Papa said, like me, he's a, he was, he was a, you know, a, a larger Rav, as we'll see in the seventh paragraph of this whole discussion about his, his uh, size. He was a larger Rav, and he says, uh, like me, I, I don't know why you have to add that, I guess, because the point is, if he's super skinny, I guess it's like an oinus. But the point is, he said, you know, so, so that's an example. Why is that not listed? So the five people sitting, the sixth person sits and breaks it, the sixth person is 100% Chayev. So the Gemara says, well, wait a minute. Says, hey, chidami. Well, I'll tell you why it's not listed, because what's the case? Now, again, if, if the five people, five people are sitting there, and that won't break it at all, and that sixth person breaks it entirely from him, then it's Bashan, he's 100% at fault. And the answer is, it was going to break without, without him. So, my covenant, what, what, what do you do wrong? Meaning, in other words, what's the case? Because if the guy, if that guy was able to break it on his own, then he's chayev. It's pashit. He's not a. He's one hundred percent at fault. If it wouldn't break, if it would break without him, then he did nothing wrong. So the answer, I think, we're, we would all say is that, um, and the gemara is going to say this, that maybe it would break in two hours, and because of his weight, it breaks earlier. Okay. So the now said, so, but that's why that's why it's not listed in our Bryce, in our mishnah. It's not the example the gemara gives for our mishnah is because it's not a good example. Uh, because Manoshach, would it break without him? Then he did nothing wrong. If it wouldn't break, and then it's, and then he's hundred percent at fault. And that's why the Gemara didn't why, like why it. Is he, why is it partial that if it wouldn't have broken without him, would not have broken? It's only breaking with him because the first five people are sitting on it. So the Gemara. Oh, so I'll tell you why. Because the Gemara. We'll get to it. The Gemara. The Gemara sort of looks at it as binary. It's like, would it break if, if he if he's the last? Then he's for sure chayiv because he he could break it. Why it's still only a partial act because there's other people. Only broken because other people sat on it. So his additional way. The Gemara still looks at it as he alone, as opposed to the other one. The other one, in the case of the pit, he's just digging one tefach, which is on itself nothing. It's not enough on its own to actually do a damage. Over here, his action 100% was going to break it. The Gemara is, I understand what you're saying. I'm bothered by the same thing. The Gemara is going to address your point in a a second. First, the Gemara rejected. The problem is it's a brysa. You can't really reject the price. You got to explain the price. The Gemara says, "Saif, saif, masi How do you explain the price? So the answer is, I think this is what you're saying. The truth is, it would have broken after two hours, but with him sitting, it broke quicker. And now it broke in one hour. And the price says the last one is chayiv because the other one. So why are the other ones not chayiv? Because meaning, meaning, in other words, the. Let me explain one thing. I, I think this is an important point to make. We're looking for a case where the second person's actions 
is it's like the last straw on the camel back, and he's exclusively chayev. I would actually look at when five people are sitting and the sixth one sits and breaks it, I think they all should be chayev. But that, that maybe that's why the Gemara is trying to figure out why it's not in the Bryce, it's not in the Mishnah, because it's not a great example of this. So the Gemara says the case really is as follows. It would have broken in two hours, but his actions cause it to break quicker. So why is he the only one chayev? They should all be chayev, because they all they all led to it breaking. The reason why he's the only one chayev is because the they could say to him, Ilavat, have We all would have gotten up before it broke. It, we had two hours. We knew we had two hours, but you sat on it and broke it quickly. So the reason why you're 100% chayev, the Brisa looks at it as, I think the Mishnah would look at it as like this. He's either, he's either if he's the only cause of it being breaking, it's Pashat. The answer is, he's not the only cause. You needed a combined weight. If you need a combined weight, they all should be chayev. So it's not. It's it's a hard thing to know why is he the only one chayev. So the case is the brisa. It would have broken after two hours, but he quickened it. He hastened it. Why is he the only one chayev? Because he could say to because they could say to him, why should we pay? We would have gotten up after two hours. So the gemara says, wait a minute. Why can't he respond to them? So why didn't you get up right away? Right. He sits down. They all are sitting there, and then three minutes later, the whole thing breaks. So he's the only one chayev because they could say to him. If without you, we had two hours. So he should say to you, well, I sat down. If you knew it was going to break, you should have gotten up a lot quicker. The Gemara says, well, so why can't he say to them, so why didn't you get up? Right? Meaning, in other words, the, the guy is not saying he's potter. The guy is just saying, I do not understand why I'm exclusively at fault. You want to say that a mutual, we all have to pay, fine. So why am I, why am I mutually at fault? Because it was going to break after two hours, now it broke after one hour. And they, so why are they, why are they putter? Because they could say to him, we would have gotten up. So he says, so why didn't you get up? You should have gotten up quicker. The fact that you stayed there even for a minute, that means you're, you're culpable. So the Gemara says, you're right. We have to amend the case. The case is as follows. He actually didn't sit on the bench. Five people are sitting on the bench. He's leaning on them like this. And he is preventing them from getting up. So he is causing it to happen quicker. They could have gotten up without him, but now they can't get up because he's stopping them. Now he's 100% at fault. Okay. So the Gemara says, Pshita, well, isn't that Pashat? I mean, like, the answer is, You might think that because he's not putting his body weight on the, on the bench. He's just sort of, it's his koyach, he's sort of pushing them down, but he's not putting his actual body on it. The answer is that a person's force and his body are the same. Okay. The Gemara has one more case. I have one more case where the last person does the last straw on the camel's back, where on its own would not cause a damage, but it was the last straw and he's 100% chayv. And that is a case of murder. Let's say you have 10 people hitting a guy, and each one is hitting, and maybe each one on his own would not cause, but the last one was the final blow. He's chayv. So that, that's, that's a good case. Why is that not listed? Vesuleka, Boika. Hadatanya, the Bryce says, he Adam Ten people hit him with ten different clubs. Whether they're hitting him at the same time, Kulan Paturim, they're all potter. Because the Chacham Shita is each one is not on its own chayiv. Each one did not on its own murder him. Even if it was one after the other, the last one on its own wouldn't kill him. So he's like a, it's like a tziruf of all of them. And you're not going to give the death penalty unless one person kills the guy. That's the Rabban Shita. But Rav Yehuda ben Maseira Omer b'zach hazachar chayiv. Rav Yehuda says no, the last one's chayiv. If they hit it one after the other, the last one's chayiv. 
Because although he his hit on his own would not be enough to kill him, but he he hastened the death. So the question is, so why is that not listed? It's a bektolik amari. We're talking about nezek. We're not talking about the death penalty. Okay, it's not. It doesn't uh, fit in the brace. Iba yisemel. True, but the last one is the final blow, and that's an example of the final blow, even though on his own would not be enough, but it should be 100% culpable. So the Gemara says that why is this not listed? The answer is because we're talking about Nezek, this is death. We're not talking about death penalty in our Mishnah. Or, Iba Yisema, Plukta Lekemari. Another shot is, who's talking here? This is not the Rabbonah, this is Rav Yudav and Becerra. We're not going to go with uh, Machlekes. Here's the problem. If you remember before, we had a Machlekes. The Machlekes before that we listed was... Um, Rebbe and the Rabbonon. So, and we said it's not like Rebbe, or it might be like Rebbe, but death. But the point is, we were comfortable with interpreting the Mishnah not like Rebbe. So, why are we, why are we, we don't want to get involved in Machlegas? Well, we got involved in Machlegas. So, the Gemara says, Didn't we just got finished saying that the actual Pshan of the Mishnah is not like Rebbe? So, we got involved in Machlegas. The answer is, think about it. We're not like Rebbe, and who are we like? The Rabbonon, the majority. Now you want to interpret the Brisa like Rav Yudim not like the Rabbonon. It's not that we don't want to get involved in Machlegas. We are more comfortable following the Rabbonon. If we're going to get involved in Machlegas, we better follow the majority. We're not going to follow one Amaira, one Tana. Okay, let's just go a little bit weiter. I know it's getting late. I'm just a little bit, when I'm under the weather, it takes me a little bit longer to go through the stuff. Okay, now the, the, Mishnah, the Mishnah had Chavti B'Tashlume Nizkoi. Now you could the word tashlumi is extra; it's not really needed. Tashlumi just means payment. So chavti miniskay, I would understand what it means. Tashlumi could actually also be interpreted as hashloma to complete. It's telling you how the payment is done. It's done through completion. What the, what does that mean? Chavti miniskay lekatani ela tashlumi miniskay. What is the word tashlumi coming to tell you? Tanid alhadetan rabbanon tashlumi nezek milamet shabaylam metaplim benevela. What it means is like this: You have an ox, yeah. The ox is worth a thousand dollars living. It go, falls into my pit and it dies. How much do I pay? A thousand dollars? No. You have the carcass belongs to you. What you have to do is go to the market, figure out, sell the carcass. Let's say it's worth three hundred. I'll pay seven hundred to. I'm mashlim. You understand? I don't pay the nezek. I mashlim the nezek. I take the value of what it was living. I take the value of what it is dead, and I pay the difference. Mashlim means pay the difference. I'm not. You keep the carcass. Meaning, there's two ways to look at it. Huh? The nizik, the one who it belonged to. It's his animal. He keeps the carcass. I pay the difference between a dead animal, a living animal, as opposed to the carcass belonging to the mazik, and I just pay $1,000. That's not what it is. Tashlumi nezik means hashlama. I pay the difference. You keep the carcass. I pay you the difference between the carcass. Now, by the way, there's one very clever question the Gemara asks at the end of the daf, which is, what's the chiddush here? What was the option? The option, again, it's Gavin's animal, it's worth $1,000, it dies, now it's worth $300. Craziest case of mazik that's happened to Gavin in a recent bit. So the case of the case, the point is the animal, the animal, the animal dies, it's now worth $300, yeah? So the chiddush of the pasuk, as we'll see in a moment, is I don't, I don't pay $1,000, I just pay the difference. You know what I could do? We said before, you could pay a nezik with meitav, you could pay with kesef, you could pay with subin. So, what's the difference? Let's just say we look at it as it is my animal. Payment is $300. I'm going to pay $700 cash and $300 carcass. What's the difference? I mean, what's the difference? What's the difference whether it's my animal and I'm letting you keep it as payment? Right? I could pay with Shavakasev. So, what's the difference in halacha? Right? We're saying it's, it's Gavin's carcass. I'm just paying the difference. 
Okay, so you, you ruined it. Oh, sorry. Thank you, Alicia, for ruining the Gemara. That's the Gemara's conclusion, that the difference is who it belongs to is also if it's depreciation in value. If at the time of the death the carcass is worth $300, and then a next day later it's down to $250, well, if it's mine, then I, and I give it to him as payment, but now I have to make up the 50 bucks. If it's his, and I, I'm not chayiv, then I was never chayiv for the 300, I was only chayiv for the 700. That, that would be the difference. So now, basically, that's the concept of the Mishnah, that you only pay the difference, you don't actually, the animal stays to the nizik, you just pay the difference. Where's the source for this? Minan imili. It's three psukim that give the source. Amrav ami damakra, make nevesh behemi yishalmenu. If I strike an animal, atikri yishalmenu, yashalmenu. It doesn't mean pay, it's yishalmenu means to complete. Now this Pasuk, just for the record, just so you know, this is a Pasuk referring to a person killing an animal. So I kill your ox. Fine. That's one Pasuk. Rav Huna Mehacha, he has a second Pasuk. Now this Pasuk is referring to a Shemir Sacher. A Shemir Sacher is responsible and if let's say I'm Peshaya and I leave the ox out, I don't put it in the pen at night and a lion comes and kills it, I also pay similar Lashon. Again, I don't pay the whole thousand dollars. I pay the difference between a dead animal, the carcass, and so the first the first one was by a person being mazik. The second one, mehacha im taref yitaref yviehu aid yishalem. Right? The pasuk says ad trefa yishalem. It means I only pay up to the carcass. Trefa atzmal yisham. I'm not paying for the carcass. When the carcass is yours. I'm paying the difference between dead and living. It's the second pasuk. Chizki amehacha and Chizki gives a third source. Hamesi This is talking about an animal attacking another animal. So you have a person attacking an animal, a pshia where a lion attacks an animal, and then an animal attacking an animal, all saying the same thing. The question is, why do you need all three? Uh, now the gemara. I'm sorry. Chintan the bechizkiya hamesi aloi. The animal belongs to lenizik. It belongs to the nizik, and I pay the difference. Atayim lenizik and lemazik. How do you know that the carcass belongs to the nizik? Maybe it belongs to the mazik. Amr loikachu. No, it can't be the pshat. What do you mean loikachu? Loikachu. Prove to me why? Why can't that be the pshat? Amr abaya isa gadaytach nevela demazik ave. If you actually think that the person who damages gets the carcass and he pays a thousand dollars, lichta v'rachman ashar tachas ashar v'lishdik hamesi aloi lamali. What do you need hamesi aloi? Hamesi aloi is a chiddush that the person whose animal died hamesi aloi. You keep the animal. That's a chiddush. Okay. Shmami no linus. You have three psukim that all say the same thing. The question is, why do I need three psukim saying the same thing? If I just had the first pasuk, I would say, How common is it for a guy to punch an ox? It's not a very common thing. So maybe that's why, again, by the way, just the one thing to remember, the, 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 the concept that we're saying that I pay the difference between dead and living is helping the mazik. It's helping me, right? I don't have to pay the whole price. You have to go to the store. You have to go to the market, sell your carcass. It's helping the mazik. So if I just had the pasuk that we find this leniency by a person punching an animal, I'd say, yeah, because how common is that? It's not shchiach. Avol, trefa, the shchiach. But in the second pasuk, which is a lion attacking an animal, which probably happens all the time, emaloi, maybe that's something that it's so common. We don't want the mazik to get off the hook, and maybe you have to pay. Tzricha, that's why you need the second pasuk. Biashmin and trefa, and if you just had the second pasuk of the torn animal, shemdemimela, I would say because... That um, that happened on its own. I wasn't involved. In the first case, where the person himself is doing the infliction, maybe why are we being lenient on him? He was mazik biadayim. Aim aloy, maybe not. And if you had these two psukim, I would say I would say either those are leniencies because it's not common, or it happened on its own. 
But in the last case, where the animal is mazik, which is common, and it's my animal, so it's considered as if I did it, maybe we should not be lenient. And if we just said the last one, I would say, I would say over there, it's because your property is causing damage. But over here, where it's just your body, maybe that we're not, uh, maybe we would not be lenient. That's... No, no, meaning I may see a law. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I have to check that up exactly what this was. Now, I just want to end off with this just because it's getting late. The last point that I made before, which is what's the difference? We're saying right now that the carcass belongs to the Nizik and I pay the difference as opposed to the carcass belonging to the Mazik and I have to pay the whole thing. What's the difference? Even if the carcass belongs to the Mazik, I could still use it as payment. So what's the difference between it belonging to the Nizik and I only pay the difference or it belongs to the Mazik and then I'm letting him keep it as payment. So what's the difference? The Gemara says, I could pay off this Nezik with carcasses. So what's the difference? The answer is, The answer is depreciation of value. How much I have to pay? If I have to pay the difference, then I'm never chayiv for the carcass. If the carcass depreciates in value, that's your problem because it belongs to you. But if the carcass belongs to me and depreciates, then I can't use it as payment because, I mean, I can use it as payment, but I'm going to have to make up the difference. That would be the distinction. We'll stop here, pick it up tomorrow. Uh, Thank